straight bout it I'm not pouting Break through walls and climb it mountains If you want it, scream it loud What's up superstars? Welcome to the Brain Tainment Podcast. Listen, if you're someone who wants to build more confidence within yourself, your ability to perform, to execute, to build skills, or to just feel better, or if you're someone who wants to architect a new empowering identity, this is the platform for you. Listen, we have all kinds of guests on this program from the psychology space, neuroscience, sports, as well as cultural icons and influences where we get to pick apart their story and learn a bit more about them. So be sure to subscribe. I hope you get value from this show. If you do, if you do enjoy it, please, please, please do me a favor. Put it on your socials, share it with friends and families who you think this message could help or they would enjoy. And be sure to share the love and tag me on those platforms. We'd love to get some feedback. Without further ado, enjoy this episode. What's up, guys? Welcome back to the show. Today, we're talking money, 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 money. And perhaps from a slightly different perspective than you may have been exposed to previously, which is why this episode, I think, has the capacity to be, dare I say it, life-changing. But either way, you're going to love it. Um, And you're going to love her, my guest. I'm joined by the super cool super energetic, and I use that word intentionally, mindset and manifestation superstar and a powerhouse when it comes to helping people grow personally, of course, and very much financially. Samantha Daly, welcome to the show. Thanks for coming on. Thank you. What an intro. I feel a little intimidated now about what has to come through in this session. Life changing. Okay, let's go. Don't be silly. Well, you are, you are fantastic. And, um, I had, I'd come across you previously online in the interweb somewhere a little while back, but it was really a few weeks ago um, we connected. Shout out to, to Blakey. Um, you, you put on a, a presentation for, for his group that I'm a part of, and it was really powerful. And so since then, I wanted to get you on this show just to unpack a little bit about, uh, a little bit about you, of course, but also what we covered in that session. Um, and I reckon to kick things off and what will set the scene for the rest of this chat well um, I've heard you talk about the cosmic mix of spiritual and tangible. And I guess I'd love to know what does that look like exactly for you? And why is it important to have an understanding of both, particularly when it comes to money? Yeah, I, I think this mix of practical yet mystical or tangible and spiritual, however you want to look at it, is really the secret sauce when it comes to so much of our lives, right? Not just money, but I think everything, when we confuse these two elements together, that's when we like really hit the jackpot, whether this is in your relationships or the way that you pursue your goals, or even just, you know, the way that you view yourself, your future, your success, the way that you go about attracting more money or managing more money, all of these things, when we can take the tangible action steps, because it's always important to take action, do the things actually show up right in a physical sense. But when we can combine that with a deeper belief that it is going to work out, that we are capable of it, that we are worthy of it, right? That kind of more spiritual faith, trusting aspect. That's, I think, really when we just hit the jackpot and we can skyrocket towards our goals. I, I really think, you know, you can get you can get to a certain place by doing one or the other, but you will always get farther by doing both. Mm. Yeah, it's like I suppose it, it goes into this idea, and I've, I've heard you talk about this of like 
you know, um, uh, I guess it is spiritual. I don't, I can't really put words to it, but like being a magnet for certain things in this case, of course, money, you know, and I think we all, if we're really honest with ourselves can probably resonate with that. Um, you know, I've had times where I've felt that like, it's just effortless and I'm in flow and, and, and money's just falling in. It just feels so right. And I feel kind of expanded. Um, and then other times it seems like money's genuinely allergic to my presence and, and avoiding me at all costs. And, you know, in those moments, I feel quite contracted in my mind and, and in my body. And you know, I feel like there's something else at play there. So um, are there kind of, are there ways that you lean on to, to I guess, um, spend more time in that state of abundance and saying that people could try and implement in their own lives? Yeah, for sure. Well, I, I think what's interesting about what you said and what's important to mention is that both of those places that you can be in become their own vicious cycle, right? Mm -hmm. Well, one of them isn't so vicious because it's working for you instead of working against you. Right. But it's like, when you think that money is hard to get and that it just keeps running away from you and that it's not there for you and that it's challenging and hard to make and all these things, you continue to see that in your reality. So you continue to reaffirm that belief for yourself of like, see, this is so fucking hard. And then it just keeps happening and happening and happening. You believe it, you see it, you reaffirm the belief, you continue to see it. Right. But in the other space, it also kind of like, I'm sure you've witnessed this in your own life. When you are in a place where your energy is really on point and you actually do feel like, holy shit, I'm really powerful. I'm onto something. This is an amazing idea. I'm in my creative flow. Like people want to pay me for this money is coming. I see it everywhere. Holy shit. It's like, then you see that to be true. And you reaffirm that belief of like, it's working. We're doing this. I can make the money. And then you see it again. You reaffirm the belief. You see it again. So I think that's uh, an awesome point that you brought up that we can be in either one of those spaces, but choosing to stay in either one will continue to kind of feed that cycle. So that's a, something to think about, you know, for someone listening that might be like, fuck, you know, I need to maybe really choose to change the way that I think about money or myself or my ability to succeed. Yeah, for sure you do because it will serve you in so, so many ways. Mm -hmm. But in terms of, you know, this idea of magnetism, I talk about this a lot and I think that it is, um, I think that it is sort of a, you know, there's a spiritual element to it, but I think that we can become magnetic to the things that we desire without needing to believe in a certain faith or figure or, anything really in particular, right? When we say spiritual, I think that that's very open-ended and loose, right? Someone may understand this to be God. Someone else may understand this to just be um, the powers that be, the cosmos, their higher self, source, whatever you want to think of it as. But having that belief in something bigger than ourselves, and I think the most important thing is believing in energy, hmm. right? If it, like If you're still here, in 2021, almost 2022 being like energy doesn't matter. I just, I, I, I don't know. I think you've been living under a rock, right? So even if for you, this element is just about energy alone, that's enough. Right. But, but like, let's please at least just believe the energy is real. Right. right. You, we've all had experiences where we know that energy is a real thing. You walk into a room and you feel like, a, a pin could drop and you could hear it, right? Because the energy is so thick or heavy that it, you know, it, you, you can't do anything, but notice it, right? We've all had that experience where we meet a person 
and we've barely talked with them, but for some reason we just know this is going to be one of my best friends. What is that? It's energy. It's that person's aura. It's their being, right? So energy is very real. And so if we want to tap into this idea of magnetism, we just have to understand a little bit more about our energy and the energy of money. And, you know, a lot of this will have to do with shifting our belief systems and what is happening in the subconscious so that we can change our energy around money. Because unfortunately, a lot of us have a very sort of controlling or stressed out energy when it comes to money, right? It's just simply the way that it is, whether it's controlling because you want to hold on to it, you want to constrict it, you want to save it, you want to guard it with your life because it is a representation of safety. And that's a very real thing in the world today, or whether it's kind of a more controlling energy because you have to like push and force and always be on the go. And yeah, I need to make myself be successful and it's all up to me and only I can do it. And I have to do everything. The whole world is on my back. Like I'm the only one that's going to make myself successful. Also that kind of controlling energy can be damaging as well. So There's a lot that we can do to become more magnetic, but I think the major piece is that piece of energetics. I love that so much. And and you alluded to it there and I'm really glad you did because I think where people can maybe get trapped and I'll speak to, look, I'll speak to myself anyway, a few years ago. So the conversation around energy was just a little bit too ethereal and abstract. Like I was really sort of gravitated to and and attracted to science and a bit geeky like that. Um, But there's some stuff that you just can't, you can't um, deny, I suppose. And I think when you broaden the conversation like you did there and you're like, hey, maybe you call it this or maybe you call it that, it's more inviting. And it's like, oh, okay, I, I can really start to understand this a bit more as I guess vis-a-vis using certain language. Like some people might be more religiously inclined. Some people might be more, you know, um, use language like the universe and things like that. But there's something there and it feels like a lighter way about having conversations not even about everything really but certainly when it comes to money and then even just allowing that lighter um, energy right or that lighter approach there's something more expansive about it and then that then ties into I think what you just finished with there of like what feels forced and what feels flow like what what what's push what feels like a push and what feels like you're being pulled sort of naturally towards something and they're two very different states. Um, and I've always found, you know, that feeling of being lighter and pulled towards something and in a bit more flow, like I mentioned before, that's when you get the runs on the board, funnily enough. And it fucking feels good. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that you mentioned that, that feeling of uh, being pulled, right? This is the feeling of what I call like uh, being expanded. When you think of an idea or a project or a client or whatever it is. Right. And you can really feel it in your body of like this, your chest almost like opens because you're like, this is exciting. This is right. That's how you know that something is aligned when it feels, um, misaligned. We're more likely to kind of like contract and be like, Oh, I don't know. And kind of get that like heavy energy. But this is something that I like to call following your soul's highest excitement. And I think this is really relevant for anybody listening in terms of money, because a lot of us are conditioned to spend money on shit that we don't actually care about, or that we've just been made to believe that we care about. 
because we haven't actually spent the time to do the introspection of what are my values? Mm. What is actually important to me? And this is a huge piece with money because if you're chasing all these goals because you want to get the certain house, you want to get the car, you want to get the watch, the thing, whatever, but you don't actually know why, because you think on the other side of that lies happiness, right? Mm. Once I have the beautiful house, car, watch, my life is a certain aesthetic, then I'll be happy. And we genuinely believe this. And so we keep pursuing these things. So it's so important that we sit down and we do the introspection of, is a watch actually going to make me happy? Is designer sunglasses or clothes or bags or whatever actually going to make me happy? And there's nothing wrong with any of that stuff. If it genuinely is going to bring joy into your life, then you should fucking buy it. Like I'm all about it. Do whatever, right? But it's just an example because I think there's a lot of people, especially dudes that may think they need to have some certain type of car to look a certain way, to be perceived that they're at a certain status. And maybe like at their core, they don't actually give a fuck about that car. You know, maybe they would rather spend boatloads of money on like travel or investing in real estate or like just doing something different. So it's really important that we spend from our soul's highest excitement and we actually know where we want our money to go. Because if you're forcing your money into avenues that don't actually bring joy or fulfillment and don't actually serve you, you're just, it's like that rat race. You're just going to be on the hamster wheel over and over again. Like, okay, well, this didn't make me happy. So I guess I need to get more to get something else that I think will fulfill me, right? Or maybe it's not the things. Maybe I need to have a higher level. Maybe I need to get a promotion. Maybe I need to be the boss. Maybe I need to be a CEO. And you'll just keep trying to find things to fill that void because you don't actually know what it is that your soul's craving. And so, yeah, that makes so much sense. And like, I've certainly been in, in that place. How, how do we best go about then actually working out what that is? You know, for a lot of people, there's a lot of, a lot of shit like in their, in their, in their mind and their body and they're stuck and they're like, I don't know what the fuck I want. And it's just like this stagnant energy right? That they're struggling to move. And that can be really hard then, you know, to be in that state and then have the clarity that, you know, we're, we're talking about here. So, you know, is that like a, is that a journaling practice? Is that visualization? Like what, what are some of the ways to go about being able to tap into that? Oh, okay. Maybe this is a bit more in line with what I really want. Yeah. I think First, we can do a sort of analysis on what has worked and what hasn't worked already in bringing you joy and fulfillment, mm. right? So take a look at the stuff that you've already been spending money on or putting your energy towards and really sit down and evaluate, did that give me the feeling that I was hoping that it would? Because we only do anything in life ever because we think that it's going to provide a feeling for us. It's the only reason that we want pizza. It's the only reason that we buy a certain piece of clothing. It's the only reason that we hang out with certain people. It's the only reason that we show up in a certain way online. It's the, it's the only way reason we read a book. It's the only reason we do anything is because we think, oh, this is going to make me feel productive. Or this is going to make me feel happier. This is going to make me feel good. Or this is going to make me feel sexy, right? So looking at what you've already done and just genuinely evaluating, did this give me the feeling that I was hoping that it would? Yes or no. And kind of separate out those things. Look at your goals that you're moving towards 
and think about like, is this actually filling my cup? Is this making me excited or is this making me stressed and drained? You know, I think when we talk about career and money, of course, there's always going to be stuff in the mix that's hard to show up for. And it's not like your whole journey is going to be butterflies and rainbows and super easy and everything is going to feel expansive and fun. Obviously there's hard shit, right? So leaving space for nuance here, of course, but you know, just being honest with yourself about what has worked and what hasn't. And I think the answer really lies in, in the body, right? Because the body is our subconscious mind. So everybody's heard about the subconscious mind, but not a lot of people talk about necessarily where it is located, (laughs) right? We're like, I have my brain, which is my mind. And then I have my subconscious mind, which is (laughs) a smaller mind. Like (laughs) where is it? Right. So the body is the subconscious mind, right? This is where all of our memories, traumas, belief systems, it's all stored in here, which is why movement is so important, but that's a whole other conversation. And so I think the answer is really in the body and the more in tune that you can get with how you actually feel in your body, when you're making decisions, when you're pursuing goals, when you're spending money, when you're making transactions, the more intelligent you will become with what is actually of service to you and what is actually misaligned, right? And so that's a practice. I can't teach someone how to feel into their intuition and feel the energy that's happening in their body in one moment. But you as a listener can start to try and practice this and just question it, right? When you're spending money on something or when you're making a decision or when you're setting a goal, stop, pause just for a second and assess the energy in the body. How does this feel for me? Does it feel excited? Does it feel like high vibrational? Does it feel aligned? Does it feel expansive? Does it feel like a soul? Yes. Or does it feel like a, I should do this? Mm. And that's, I think the difference. Yeah, it's huge. I've, you've just, you've just um, jogged my memory as well. Something I heard uh, that we spoke about, you know, a couple of weeks ago in the session that I was a part of was this idea of like, whether it is like an excited, exciting purchase, or if it is something, you know, like a bill or that you need to pay, but pretty much any sort of payment that you're making, just having this like hyper awareness in that moment of maybe this, like, well, how do I feel in my body? Or just, it's almost like building a level of respect um, for our money. And that was like, I don't know what it was about that, but for me personally, and I'll, I'm just, I'm bringing this up because I, if I felt this way, I can only assume some other people tuning in might as well. Um, it just seemed to make a lot of sense and it felt really right to consider that. And so like a quick little example after that conversation that I was a part of the next day, it just went for my morning jog, went down the local, uh, local shops to get my food for brekkie. And usually I just throw the, the credit card over and bang in a hurry to get back home and smash down my post-workout meal. But it was almost like just literally those extra couple of seconds just to like, okay, this is how much I'm spending. But my, I was just in that moment and it's, oh, it's almost hard to put words to it, but being able to carry that practice throughout the rest of the day and then the rest of the week, for example, um, transferring funds, some stuff that I do in my business, you know, moving money around all day, every day. And just being aware and and present in that moment, instead of just clicking buttons and then noticing at the end of the day, I've got 
maybe some guilt and shame around certain purchases or some heaviness or like just confusion. Um, could you maybe speak to that yeah. a little bit? Cause I found that really interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So this is what I call spending in your power. And so instead of spending from an unconscious robotic autopilot place, you start to become more aware and conscious in the moment of the transaction, which is exactly what you're describing. So I love that you like actually took what I said to heart and did it and felt it. Um, that's incredible. And so spending in your power, there's a lot of ways that we can do this and it's going to be easier when we're spending money on things that are in pursuit of our soul's highest excitement, when it's something that expands us, when it's something that's maybe an investment in ourselves, or it's a, it's a, you know, moving the pin forward a little bit towards a goal, right? That's going to be a lot easier for you to be like, okay, I'm spending this money because it's going to serve me in this way, right? This is going to help me learn, or it's going to help me grow, or it's going to help me expand my business, or it's going to help me get more support in my business, right? That's a little bit easier, but it's still important to create intentionality around that. So I want to talk about the times where it's not as easy because there's all kinds of stuff that we have to spend money on that is not going to be like, oh my God, this feels like a soul yes to buy groceries, <laughs> you know, or to like pay my electricity bill or whatever, right? I get pretty excited when I buy bananas either. So <laughs> <laughs> If they're, if they're organic, perfectly ripe. I mean, yeah, we could get, we could get turned up about the bananas. Avocados too, but anyway, as you were. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 Um, so what do we do? How do we spend in our power when it's stuff that's super like mundane, basic, it's just not very exciting. The way that I like to do this is there's a couple of ways, but you first are going to think about how this purchase serves you. Right. So, oh, I wish I could remember who worded it like this and give them credit, but I can't remember. I read it in a book somewhere, but it was something like blessings already received. So when you pay your bill for your mortgage or your house or your lights or your water or your gas or your car or your insurance or whatever, it's like, that's a blessing that you've already received, which is why it's so hard for us to feel like it's worth it to spend that money because we've already received it. You know, it's not like, oh, I'm going to spend this money. And then tomorrow an Amazon package is going to end up on my front porch. And it's going to be so fulfilling to be able to open that box and be like, yes, I got my thing right. You've been living in your house for maybe years. It's not an exciting thing anymore. So paying the monthly mortgage or whatever is not going to be an expansive experience, but it's a blessing that you've already received. So thinking about those things of like, how, how does this purchase, how does spending this money actually serve me? Right. And creating some gratitude around that. Like, yeah, like we don't really think about it that often, but like, it's amazing that we just have lights and water and a house all the fucking time. Right. And that's thanks to us doing the work to actually pay those bills. Right. So just creating a little bit more gratitude and presence around those blessings already received and how those purchases are going to serve you. If you're buying groceries, for example, instead of being like, Oh my God, $300, like inflation is insane fuck this, the government, this, that, or the other thing, right? All the complaints that we can start to create. Think about what is actually in it for you. 
what is in those bags of groceries that is going to serve you? How is it going to nourish your body? Why is it important for you? Is it going to keep your family healthy? Is it going to give your kids something to eat when they go to school? Like just flip it, right? There's always, there's always two sides of the coin and we get to choose which side we're focusing on, but because we're naturally wired to pull out the negatives and to see the danger and to see the scarcity first, a lot of us just get stuck in that cycle of complaining and spending our money, but like, ugh, be doing it begrudgingly instead of doing it with gratitude. So that's a simple switch that you can make. Another thing that you can do to spend in your power is to consider how this purchase or how this money is going to serve somebody else. So where is the money going, right? And you may think, oh, it's just going to this big corporation with these fucking corrupt, big, you know, giant leaders, whatever, that uh, that all they do is play golf and make millions. And right, all of us have the narrative because it's been shown to us everywhere of how we can be just uh, a curmudgeon yeah, about in like corporate Australia, yeah. corporate America, or corporate Spain, wherever. Yeah, exactly. And so let's just switch it because we always get to choose, right? So I could choose to think about that, or I could choose to look at the person that is my cashier that's cashing me out and think part of this money that I'm spending is going to this beautiful person that is helping me right now. Maybe they have a family, maybe they have children, maybe they have health insurance that they need to pay for. Maybe they have, you know, surely they have struggles and challenges that we're just unaware of. And this paycheck is going to help them continue to live their life and serve their family and do a good job in the world. Right. Mm. Like, isn't that just so much more of a beautiful way to think about it? My money is going to help all of these employees, you know, however it trickles down, it may not be my exact $300 that I'm spending at the grocery store, but the money that we spend at the grocery store at some point trickles down and hits all of those employees in their paychecks and their bonuses. It goes to their kids, the clothes that they need to buy for the school year, the food that they need to get, all the stuff, right? So I'm contributing to the world. I'm contributing to society. I'm helping people live a full and beautiful life by spending money here in this establishment. It may sound silly. It may sound super positive for someone who's really stuck in their negative mind, but let it expand you. That's what I implore you to do. If you're like, Oh my God, this girl, (laughs) let it expand you. I I fucking love that. And like my fear for, um, my fear is that practices like that, which can be done literally tonight, tomorrow morning, if you're someone listening, like, like you can do this immediately. And you can trial and see how it feels and how, what the experience, like you can do this immediately. And my fear is that it gets put in the trivial basket and it's like, it's too mm-hmm. easy. It's easy to do, but it's easy not to do. And people say, oh, it's just not profound enough. It's not, you know, it's not a 10 X return on my money. It's like, well, the same way that I like, you could look at um, exercise, for example, and go, Oh, just start walking five, just start walking once around the block. If you're not doing anything currently, like, is that going to change your life once? No, but the experience of it will just change your relationship with exercise. And all of a sudden you're on this different cycle. And so I just want to add that little anecdote in because I think it's these little practices that one, 
one, it feels better when you spend money that way and, and have that relationship and life is to be enjoyed, not enjoyed. So fuck, like if that's not a motivation enough to just start experiencing differently. But then two, and I imagine this is a big part of like what you do and the clients that you work with and stuff like that is like, you just naturally, you just start to change your relationship that you have with money and then the language that you have with money and it all kind of, I imagine like sort of stacks on top of each other from little decisions like that, that then on a very sort of practical level, you know, and I've heard you talk about language before. I want to talk about that in a moment. Like all of a sudden you've just like, you've got different habits, different behaviors, different relationships, and it all kind of comes together. Well, it's like what we talked about earlier with that cycle that you can get in, right? Mm -hmm. That's that one choice to view that purchase in a different way starts the cycle, right? And then maybe you walk out to the parking lot and you find a, you know, a penny on the ground and you're like, oh my gosh, thanks universe. Sending me free money mm. instead of being like, oh, fucking penny. Like what's that going to do? It's like the simple things. And then, you know, you go home and something else happens and you, when you start, I mean, this is, it's proven by science, right? That mm. gratitude creates more happiness and fulfillment in your life, right? People that practice gratitude are happier and they live longer mm -hmm. proven by science, right? So when you start to see the good in these experiences, it's a domino effect and you start to see the, the good more, right? The more that you look for the positive, the more that you will find it. Yeah. And if what you want is to be happy, which is what we all want, right? We just think we may be stuck in the mindset that we think money is going to make us happy, more money, more freedom, more this, more that. And it's all beautiful and it's all possible and it's all available to you. And I implore you to go out and get it because you will realize that it's not actually the paper or the money or the things that you can buy that make you the happiest. It's the way that you change to the functioning of your brain. Because even when shit hits the fan, as it always will in life, you will be so much more resilient. You'll be able to take on challenges more effectively. Your whole life and relationships, everything gets better when you choose to lean into gratitude and see the positive. So, you know, if someone listening is thinking like, this is, you know, not going to help me make 10K months or whatever they're trying to do, I think again, think again, because your energy impacts the way that people spend money with you, the types of people that want to work with you, right? If you're constantly in your negative energy and in your scarcity of like, there's never enough, that will be the reality that you continue to see and create. And you'll just go round and round and round and round and round. And no person, no financial advisor, no stock market guru, nobody is going to be able to fix that for you. And in a, I'll just expand on that. Like, definitely think again, if you're someone that if you're 10, 20, 30, 40 years into your financial sort of uh, part of life and, and it's the same old patterns, like that's a pretty good indication that maybe it's worth just exploring a different way of kind of approaching money. Right. Um, yeah. What do you have to lose? Really? Honestly. Fine. Yeah. Um, I wanted to, I want to go back to this idea of the subconscious and, you know, we've, it's kind of been a theme that's woven throughout this whole conversation of um and i think most people recognize that like our subconscious is really driving a lot of our behavior i think the latest latest science is that 95 percent of our decision making and thoughts are really subconscious and so I mean, that's a pretty substantial amount 
And that's cool, but it's also really scary if our subconscious is quite limiting and quite contracting and we have stories about money and about ourselves and, and all this sort of stuff. So um, like I remember reading once that uh, like you will only, this is like this part of the human condition to act in congruence with how we think we are or how we see ourselves. Yeah. And that's not yeah. always just at the conscious level. So it's like, if you have this deep rooted belief that money's hard to get, my, oh, I'm bad with money, I make poor decisions, you know, all this sort of stuff. I imagine it could be really challenging, you know, in 48 hours time when the high of listening to this conversation, because it's so wonderful, uh, yeah. has, has maybe worn off, those subconscious beliefs start to come back in, old behaviours, et cetera. So um, could we maybe just look at, talk to that a little bit on how to kind of interrupt that pattern and rewire that subconscious, I suppose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love this. So this concept that you're speaking of is what I call your subconscious will never make you a liar right? This need to be in incongruence with who we believe ourselves to be, right? And who we believe ourselves to be is deeply rooted in the subconscious mind, right? So it may be even below the layers of what we can remember or perceive or what our everyday thoughts are. And, you know, your subconscious mind is formed from the ages of zero to about seven or eight. That's when children are in a natural state of hypnosis during those entire years of their life, which, you know, people will say like, oh, they're just a little sponge. They pick up everything. They copy what you'd like. Yes, they yeah. are. They're yeah. in hypnosis actively. Their brain waves are in hypnosis. So everything that they see and do and experience, and most importantly, interpret becomes part of the subconscious mind because we don't have a fully formed brain at that time. So we see certain things and cre we create really basic understandings of what they mean about the world or what they mean about money, about what they mean about us, right? People have money are like this. People who don't have money are like this. Spending money is bad, right? If mom spends money and dad starts an argument about it, oh, spending money is bad. There you go. Input into the subconscious mind. Right. And then you can grow up to be an adult and understand like, of course, spending money isn't necessarily bad. You should be smart with what you spend your money on. And you could spend all fucking day up here in the conscious being like, I know better, but it's not about the conscious mind, right? It's about what's way below the surface. So this is why it's really important. Your subconscious mind will never make you a liar. Meaning that if you believe that all guys are assholes or the world is unfair, or people never appreciate me, or people with money are egotistical and arrogant, or rich people are liars or cheaters, or they're out of touch with reality. On, if you believe any of that on some level, it's going to stop you from drawing in the right people in your life and creating financial abundance. So that's Firstly, why it's important, and you're exactly right, it's 95% of our overall awareness is made up by the subconscious mind. So most of our life is lived on complete autopilot. You know, there's a lot of things that we do in a day, thank goodness, that we don't have to think about. All of our bodily functions, most of our like routines, how we get dressed, like, you know, where you grab the toothbrush from, all that stuff, you don't have to think about it. You know where it is. It just, you're, you're like literally roboting through your life. You don't even have to think about it. So that can give people a context of like how we actually do live 
mainly by our subconscious. And so when we think about, okay, how do we start to like, great, amazing. Now I have this major problem. What do I do? That's the question, right? <laughs> yeah. My subconscious what is do, ruining my life. What do I do? Yeah. 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 What do I do with this? So there's a lot of things that you can try or modalities that you can implement to start to work with the subconscious. You know, you can do things like affirmations, like uh, mental rehearsal. You can work with a hypnotherapist to actually go into the subconscious mind and start to reprogram some of that stuff. Um, you can do practices like EFT tapping, which is tapping on the different meridian points in the body, which uses the same sort of kind of philosophy as you know Chinese medicine with acupuncture and acupressure. And really, again, understanding that the body is the subconscious by tapping on these certain points, we, and repeating these beliefs that we want to believe, we're actually kind of like tapping it in to our subconscious. So you, by doing that practice, you can surpass the conscious mind and go right into the body. So that's an amazing practice for shifting money beliefs, which is something that I like to do with my clients because I know how powerful it is. But to give everyone listening like a basic, you know, thing that they can take away right now today that doesn't cost any money, that they don't need any facilitator or anyone to practice is a simple reframing formula. And what this requires is that you start to just become more aware of your thoughts, right? So pulling yourself out of this kind of autopilot phase. And even this conversation may be enough to awaken the awareness. Tomorrow, when you go to buy something or you go to pay a bill, for whatever reason, you will be thinking about how am I spending this money? Why am I spending this money or whatever, right? You will, your awareness is already awoken. So you don't really need to worry about that too much, but just become aware of the thoughts that you have around money or success or your worth, whatever it is, and use the simple reframing formula that I give to all of my clients, which is when you, when you come across a thought that you're like, you know, that's kind of a shitty thought. I wish that I didn't have that. I wish that I didn't have to believe that because I know that it's not what I want to create in my life. So let's switch it. When you notice there's a thought like that, that comes through, all you have to do is just in your mind, silently repeat to yourself. It takes 10 seconds. I forgive myself for thinking blank, insert the thought that just came through that you don't like, and then say, I choose to believe that blank and insert a new, more beautiful, more empowering version of that thing. Mm -hmm. Right. That's so that's, that's it. I, I forgive myself for thinking blank. I choose to believe that blank. And again, there's lots of other practices that can help you go deeper, but that's a beautiful place to start. So beautiful. And what's cool about that is, you know, like any belief, it's rep repetition that really um, will kind of forge that in to what we're talking about here, the subconscious, right? So um, my sort of encouragement to people tuning in would be if you, you want to trial that, it may not immediately revolutionize how you feel or, or um, but man, do that consistently for a few days, few, you know, a few weeks, few months and it is just, it is what it is, it is genuinely unimaginable the shifts and change we can make in all areas of our life, particularly when it comes to our relationship with money, um, when things are done consistently. And hopefully, you know, some of the stuff that we shared today um, has a, is a really good launch pad to like trial different things and approach money in, in a different light. Um, and I reckon I could just talk for hours and hours with you, Sam, but I'm going to let you go. How can people learn more about? 
what we're talking about here? How can they connect with you and um, the work that you do? Yeah. If you guys want to come and learn more about what I do and just hang out with me a little bit online, I'm mostly on Instagram at underscore Samantha daily, but I'm also on TikTok. My website is samanthadaily.com, And I've also got a podcast where we have lots of episodes about money and other amazing things digging into the subconscious called make shift happen. Podcast is great guys. Once you're done with this one, uh, go check that uh, out. Her podcast is plenty of great episodes. Sam, thank you so much. That was really cool. Um, thank you. We're joking off air that we'll have to get you back on for round two for, for a Spanish version, which has, the audience has no context for what that means, but um, we'll see how we go <laughs> in maybe six or 12 months. Thanks again for, for coming on. Yeah, thank you so much. And that wraps up another episode. Thank you so much for tuning in. Really appreciate the support you guys are showing to this platform. If you got some value from this episode, if you enjoyed it, please do share it on your socials with friends and family. Really helps grow the channel uh, and the mission and everything we're trying to do here with Braintainment. So spread the love. I would be forever grateful. And of course, if you got some real insights from this episode, hit me up, find me on social, shoot me a message. I'd love to engage and have a chat with you guys. So that's it for now. Until the next episode, thanks again.